It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Miles to Memories podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host and the founder of Miles to Memories. And I'm joined again by Joe Chung and Mark Osterman. We have a great show for you. We're going to talk about Joe's trip to the Poconos, Mark's deer in his backyard. I'm sure Mark will make fun of us about Hamilton, too. Then we're going to get into the real stuff. Chase is backtracking on their surprise earnings on the Sapphire Reserve. Amex is clawing back tons of points, Hilton, Marriott, and Delta. Crazy. Plus, we'll talk about our first international trip when we are adults. What do we do wrong? How are we complete noobs? What would we do differently? All of that, plus rapid fires and more. But if you like the show, please consider subscribing. mtmpodcast.com is where you can go for all of the links or just search your favorite podcast app, for Miles to Memories podcast, and I guarantee you'll find us. If you're interested in diving in deeper, we do also have our Patreon communities, patreon.com forward slash miles to memories. $10 a month for diamond status gets you access to our private Facebook and Discord groups, plus tons of bonus content each and every month just for diamond subscribers. That's patreon.com forward slash miles to memories. All right, let's hit it. So let's get the show started, guys. Uh, Mark, just, just start with the Hamilton jokes right now so we can get them out of the way. Let me fall asleep for a minute. Hold on. Did you even watch it? No. Why? Just because I want to draw this out as long as possible. Oh, my God. Did you watch it, Joe? 17 times. Yeah, I'm like halfway through my second viewing already. Joe didn't just watch it. He woke up at 4 a.m. and he watched it then, which was good. Uh, Yeah. To be fair, I did not wake up at 4 a.m. to watch it. I was woken (laughs) up at 4 a.m. And then I decided to just stay. I mean, I was. It was one of the few times where getting woken up at 4 a.m. did not make me mad. I was like, oh, well, I guess I'll have to watch this. I was probably just up at 4 a.m. just because. (laughs) I was actually up. I actually was up after midnight. So I watched uh, like the first 45 minutes of it when it went live, right? The minute that it went live. And then I. So it does. It, with it, doesn't, it releases midnight East Coast and then midnight West Coast too. They don't. No, it's like, specific time. So it was three a.m. East Coast. Oh, okay. So Joe it caught did. it about an hour after it started. They screwed over the Beast Coast people, I guess. But yeah, I've had the soundtrack in my head. Been walking around the house singing it. It's been great. I'm sure Mark would absolutely love that to hear me sing it constantly. <laughs> Silent. How about? Sure how about no, I'm sure no one would love it. How about Mark? So you had a, you had a deer in your backyard this morning. Did you get in a fight with it? Yeah. <laughs> I had a ban- Bambi came to visit. I did have to shoot off because it likes to eat all all our flowers. So I don't know why we get so many animals, man. Wait, what did like, you do to it? I, I chased it off a little bit. I didn't want to eat eat at my stuff. I had to kill a chipmunk the other day. Oh, did you I said tell that shoot story? It. I thought you said shoot. Yeah, I did no, too. That's why I was clear. No, I wasn't recreating the Bambi movie. Jeez, shoot it off. Shoot it off. <laughs> did I tell the chipmunk story at all, or no? Maybe that's no. just too graphic for this. I don't know. Yeah, um, maybe. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, we're, we're we good. already we already have to get <laughs> over the the thoughts of you shooting <laughs> a deer. Everybody, everybody loves my animal stories. Oh, the turkeys! I'm gonna be ready next year. I'm gonna make like a turkey shooter, <laughs> so I can fight it off. I I should put like like a ring doorbell just so it can catch the video of me and the turkey next year. 
Absolutely, yeah. You should have a camera person follow you. Just to... yeah, definitely worth giving up all of your privacy to catch that on film. So, yeah. uh, I just want to troll the comments of those things because I hear about all the people posting like, "Watch out! There's a guy going door to door, and he's like the gas man." Or it's <laughs> or terrible. It's funny, but the, the new thing in that in like in the Ring app is that people start trolling the people who post that. So people are self aware of it. But it is crazy some of the things people are scared of these days. You know, just a random guy knocks on their door and they freak out and post it to the internet. How's the Poconos, Joe? Heart-shaped bathtubs. Wow, 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 wow. It was fine. There was no heart-shaped bathtub. But uh, there was a ton of deer, which my daughter was super into. I guess. I, I guess do you they think they know deer. my deer? They're, those deer, do you think they're related? Yeah, they're probably cousins. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> definitely. But but like there was deer everywhere. Like they like just walked through our backyard like all the time. Um, we would go for walks and we just like pass by deer. They're, I guess they're not like scared of people. They're all over the place. Realized that my kids definitely are like city kids because they were like super excited about seeing the deer. We went on a couple of hikes. They were like chasing butterflies. I was like, oh wow. Like I grew up in the suburbs, so you know butterflies was like no big thing. The mean to me, streets of Boston. <laughs> I'm not from Boston, man. Come on. This is episode 47. You know this. <laughs> Your kids are from the mean streets of Boston. Oh, yeah. They're not from the streets of Boston either, but they are. They, I mean, we essentially a live Boston in a adjacent. <laughs> so they were really into that. They were like, my son, I guess we'd never taken him on like a, not that we even went on a serious hike, but we had never taken him on like a decent hike before. And so he kept trying to run. But you know, when you're like on a hiking trail, there's like tree roots everywhere. So he kept face planting. I was like, just come on, dude. I was like, he turned five on the trip. I was like, you just turned five. You got to be smarter than this. Okay, fool you uh, once, shame on you. I mean, fool you once, shame on us. But fool you twice, you know, that's on you. Buddy. Is that my, a thing when my the daughter's... Turns... Oh, okay. go ahead. What were you going to say, Sean? I was going to say, is that a thing when a kid turns five? Like, I've told Ellie that. I'm like, you're five now. You can you can do this. And is that a thing? Like, when they're five, we I think we that's any time they up. turn any age. You just yeah, say, yeah, you're time, four yeah, now. You can, turn, do, you can any, do it yourself. You're two years old. Come on. Get on the Buy toilet shoes, already. Start writing literature. Although I will say that he woke up the morning after he turned five. You know, my sister did a great job finding the house rental because um, we paid probably like 75% or even double what most houses are because we had a private pool. Like all the other houses, you have to use like a community pool and we weren't about that life and we just really wanted to have a pool. So my sister found a great house with a pool and he had been doing swim lessons all the way up through the pandemic or whatever. And he woke up the day after he turned five and he's like, I'm five. I'm better at swimming now. And sure enough, he was better. So it was all mental. <laughs> so I guess that works. There you go. I'm five, dad. I can swim in the deep end the last... without a life jacket. Let me go. Well, well, straight up the last day, the last day he fell into the pool because he was looking at something else because this kid is clueless and he just swam back to the. <laughs> so I've been, uh, I've been enjoying Speedway rewards, finally getting to, to figure out that program. And uh, Mark's been holding out. He didn't, didn't push me into to hitting that harder, but I've been in, it's a good program for buying gift cards. You guys been yeah. buying any gift cards this week? Yep. Lots. Yeah. Lots. Lots. Yeah. Well, I got I, after, after we record this, I'm heading to Meyer cause they got the, they, the M perks thing where you spend $500 on gift cards, you get $50 and Meyer funny money. So I got to go hit that some more. Lots I have of, so uh, much speedway funny money now. Yeah. Cash it out before they close you down. <laughs> yeah, I am. But I actually cashed out. For like a hundred dollar Speedway gift card, just so we can go in there and drop money like it's hot, you know, to buy sodas and stuff. Like Who that. wants pizza? It's on me. 
Who wants day old breakfast sandwiches? I, I got, got fifteen hundred in Speedway cash, baby. <laughs> Wait, why don't you Take use it for actual gas? There's there's two different styles. One you can use um, just for in store, and that's the cheapest redemption. Is just for like food and merchandise. And then there's another one that works on gas and all merchandise. So that one costs a little bit more points. He should have just gotten another like Best Buy or Home Depot gift card. Really? Yeah, people are screaming. That's what I'm doing with the majority of it. I just got a one 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 hundred dollar. Speedway gift cards just to get like. He really you know, likes the Slurpees, stuff. man. The I like their ice. Actually, their unsweetened iced tea is amazing. Icy's, Slurpees, whatever you want to call them. Those are good. But yeah, most of, the, most of the redemptions, you can actually redeem the points for gift cards that you can then sell or use. So yeah, most of my redemptions will be outside of Speedway. But I expect uh, yeah. a banging Christmas gift from uh, Speedway this year, Sean. Yes. You can send me packages a of $25. Or something. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Everybody's getting their Christmas gifts from Speedway. So I, I really got to go in there and dive deep into what they have as a selection so I can start planning now. Well, they always do those promos too. Like if you buy like two bags of chips, you get 500 points and stuff. So you can kind of like double dip it if you reuse it on stuff that's uh, running a promotion for them. So mostly it's just normal gas station stuff. Yep, and if anybody out there is like screaming out the thing, I, I was buying mostly Best Buy gift cards for a private deal. You know, that was just for a private buyer, so there was there's no public deal available for that. But they do have public deals quite often, so we will we'll cover those and go into more depth when that makes makes more sense. But a whole bunch of times they'll have like uh, you buy a hundred dollar Speedway gift card or a hundred dollar gift card, and you get a fifteen dollar Speedway gift card, which you can use for gas. So if you're buying like Home Depot and selling it at ninety ninety percent or ninety one percent or something like that, you're getting basically like sixty percent off your gas for each $15 gift card, stuff like that. So those promotions are pretty great, but they haven't been around in a little bit. In a minute. It's been a minute. Yep. And the other reason, Joe, I don't need gas at Speedway is because I have so many fuel points with Kroger and, and other places. Plus, I have a, a Tesla, which plugs in. So very, very limited use of gas or need for gas. Yeah, where's days. that Tesla article at, bro? It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> Working on it. Lots of uh, great videos on our YouTube channel for Vegas. We have to get through everything in time. But yeah, youtube.com forward slash miles to memories. Make sure you subscribe, like our videos there. But that's what I've been working on. Let's get into the show, though. Uh, Chase broke somebody. Did, did, you, uh, did you hit up restaurants pretty hard this month, Mark? Chase was paying out 5X? Yeah, because there, there was an error that was paying out 5X. And I think we were one of the first ones to post about it. Maybe the first one. I'm not sure. But there was various reports of it, and uh, people were saying, you know, it, it wasn't in part of the new thing because the new ones was uh, is was it gas five x and Instacart is that the two things something like that or maybe Instacart's ten x no streaming's ten x sorry so people were early in the month it was coding as five times which nobody could figure out why because it wasn't in the promotion so I I do think probably this weekend some people went to restaurants and made sure they they hit it and uh, in the last couple of days it's stopped coding we're not sure if it's going if people are gonna if they're gonna go back and pull back some of those points or not um, or just say hey it's on us but we were all excited for five X and now it's dead <laughs> I don't know did you go Joe did you actually break yours out of the plastic I. Went we so we brought all our food to the Poconos, but lots of did, eggs, right? Uh, yeah, forty seven hundred. Lots of eggs. They're all gone. Seventy two gone. But um, we uh, did order pizza once, and I did uh, use my CSR there. Totally worth the five. I did want to right right off of that. <laughs> Don't say that extra. <laughs> I did want to mention um, that uh, I know it's a little off topic, but five X is dead. What else are we going to say about that? I was like a little, you know, when you go somewhere 
different. Like I just didn't know how people would be, I guess, treating the pandemic and stuff like that. And so the Poconos, I don't think that's not like mid middle Pennsylvania or anything like that, but people were very good about wearing masks. Like everyone had their masks on in the grocery store. Uh, I only saw one under the nose uh, at that pizza place that I went to. Like when I called, like on the hold music, they were like, you will have to wear a mask in here or you will be turned away. So, you know, I mean, it was just good. It was comforting for me to see that other parts of the country. And like I've been in New Jersey as well, uh, have been taking this thing really seriously. So it was nice since, you know, I've just been stuck in a small five square mile radius. Um, and so, you know, I haven't known what's like going on elsewhere. So it was, it was good. It's kind of so, crazy. Like even in the same area, you can run into totally different levels of it. Cause I went golfing on Sunday and then we went to a restaurant after to, to eat on their patio and the walking up to the golf course, like and I've been to a couple different golf courses, and, and there's the sign, wear a mask when you're inside. So I put mine on, wore it inside, and nobody was wearing it when I went inside. So I was like, okay. And then you go to the restaurant, and they're actually yelling at people as they walk in, like you can't come inside even to use the bathroom unless you have it on. So it's kind of crazy how it's just, it, it depends on the place. And some places will even have signs and then not enforce it. Even employees don't necessarily wear them. So it is a little bit bizarre. Cause you, you never know what you're getting into. Yeah, I mean, I know Sean's been following the theme parks as well, and from what I've been seeing, like Universal has been very strict about making people keep their mask on. Disney just opened to its cast members today. So people who work there, it sounds like there's a hundred percent mask usage there today, but of course that's cast members. So like they probably would get in trouble double if they weren't wearing it. But then I hear stuff out of like Hershey park and Dollywood that, you know, it's like very lax. So I think you're right, Mark. It kind of just depends on whether a certain business is going to enforce the rules or restrictions, uh, so, you know, I don't know what you've been saying. You should so. look at the uh, videos coming out of Indiana Beach, which is this little park in the middle of rural Indiana. I actually visited it last summer. Really kind of cool park right on this river. They have this boardwalk and everything. And it actually closed and it reopened under new owners this year. But anyway, the opening ceremonies, the opening day, there was not a single person I saw in a mask. Like, it was insane. So, yeah, I just it just depends on the area of the country. And hopefully things work out with that. I've been accused of being uh, of being obsessed with masks lately in my coverage of things like in Vegas and stuff like that. So I don't want to talk about masks too much because I don't want to be the person who people associate with being obsessed with the with the topic. But certainly it's just varying from place to place. And it's sort of fascinating to me how we all are on different pages with this. But hopefully everybody stays safe. Ride roller coasters and stay safe. Have fun. Wear the mask. Gets blown off while you're riding the roller coaster. Apparently not. A lot of people have been riding them, and it hasn't been. I obviously haven't had the. And then you you attention. just take it off for water rides. I'm assuming, because if it's a cloth, if it's a like, yeah, if you're it's not a supposed to wear on water rides. Yeah, if it's surgical, you know it's going to be like ruined, basically. Yeah, you know what's interesting? Sorry, I'm just going to go more Disney. The safari. Everybody drink. Thing. Take your drink now. <laughs> Kilimanjaro safaris at Animal Kingdom. They have like between the rows, they put plexiglass. So you know, it's it's almost like you know, like in a cab or whatever. So there's plexiglass between each row. So once you get on, they, they tell you you can take off your mask because of the plexiglass between groups and stuff like that. I hope they wipe that plexiglass down. I haven't seen that. <laughs> no, no, definitely <laughs> do not. <laughs> that'd be like, but, um, uh, that'd be like uh, the Hyatts and Hilton's in New York actually changing the, the pillowcases. <laughs> yeah, so, um, you know, it doesn't happen. And Disney's had, has all these mask free zones that, um, people seem to like right now but it's, again it's only cast members today i'm sure we'll know more by the time this comes out when the general public starts going in but you know that's what happens when we record early all right i'm done all right so back to uh to chase yeah chase hopefully they don't claw back stuff i don't think they're gonna claw back stuff 
So we'll we'll see. But I just figured we if it was AMX, they would for sure. <laughs> well, then we just speaking of AMX, look at that what segue. A segue. What a segue! <laughs> so yeah, Mark, you can take the lead on this. AMX is just just being brutal to people, right? They're just taking a club and beating them over the head. Uh, yeah, people who so get the grocery stuff pretty hard. Yeah, grocery you could get uh, twelve times on Hilton cards, six times on Bomboy, I believe, and four times on Delta. And when this all came out a couple months ago, they didn't put a cap on it. They put a cap on Bomboy, but they didn't put a cap on anything else. Which everybody said, "Wow, this is too good to be true." Who knows? Amex is probably going to do us dirty when it's all said and done. But people wanted to go for it anyway, so we had posted that. Points were not getting, um, they were hitting the statement, but they weren't getting sent to the accounts. And that was usually like around, if you were earning like 150,000 Hilton points, so like 10K or above, basically in that range of spend in a month in one statement. They're holding them and they kept saying, we're just waiting to the end of the promo. We have 12 weeks, whatever the terms say, blah, blah, blah. But everybody kind of knew what was was probably coming. And then over the weekend, they finally posted those points that have been holding on. And then they immediately clawed back pretty much all of them i don't even know what it worked out to like did they only give one point per dollar or i I don't know what how they figured this whole the math out because some people are saying they got it on only above a hundred dollar purchases other people said even gift card purchases and like they're just regular grocery spend purchases all they got hit so basically anybody that did a large amount of spend got no credit for it so but I do think it's still co- uh, counting towards the 15k free night, so I guess that's something. Hopefully, everybody gets those posted. But they've done it across all the things: Hilton, Bonvoy, and Delta. Now I think Bonvoy is a little bit less because they actually did put in caps on that. So I think only if you did it on other cards, on either like a Delta or a Hilton and Bonvoy, then they might take them back. But I think most people have been okay with that. Now, interesting thing. Um, a reader sent to me, Doug, he he said he's noticed the last couple times Amex has done something like this, they've done it over a holiday weekend. So, I don't know. Maybe we should be nervous about the holidays going forward. I don't know if it has anything to do with the holidays, but I think we should be really, at this point, with all the news stories we've covered over the last two-plus two years of them doing this, that you just got to, if you're going to be doing anything that's outside of the terms, you just got to, or not even outside the terms, just anything that Amex might think is a gray area, just be prepared for, for problems and... You know, they don't seem to care, and there doesn't seem to be any uh, legal blowback for them to do this stuff, so they're going to keep doing it. It's like in their terms and conditions that they will not award points for uh, cash equivalents or whatever, so you know, they're totally in their rights. I think, I don't know if this is good news, but at least no one's like accounts got canceled or, uh, you know, no one got like, like this is a shutdown in the sense that you didn't get the bonus points, but at least like no one got their actual accounts shut down. I'm wondering, you know, whether the Amex Gold, like whether they'll start, they'll start enforcing on that. I'm not sure if the terms and conditions say no cash equivalents for the 4X for grocery there, but uh, I guess we'll have to see. I don't think it was in the promo. Like there was no terms against that, but they could always fall back on their the main card member agreement that has that type of stuff in it. So I guess. Yeah, they have that in all their, pretty much for every card. So, you know, they've pretty successfully used their terms to fight against people they consider to be gamers and they're going to continue to do it. And, uh, Hate to beat the dead horse, Mark, but technology is our enemy, and they keep getting better technology to find <laughs> their get, the algorithms get better. I think this was all a big, a big catfish myself. I think that it was yeah. kind of like a plan from the beginning. Like they knew this would happen. That's why they left it that way. And there, but there hasn't been any shutdowns or anything, so that's good so far. As long as they don't go that far, I, get, I think people will be fine with it. They they understood they were playing with fire a little bit. 
Well, they're making money too because they're charging the interchange fee and then they're only paying out 1x or whatever. So in theory, they, people j- jacked up their spending and made American Express money because the rewards they got back are far less yeah. than what Amex made for the for the spend. Mo- yeah, maybe Amex is just taking the win. Like <laughs> it was a catfish in the sense that they're just they're like, we're going to steal back from you guys. That's why I think they could have still paid out the three times and still made money because I'm sure they buy Hilton points at like quarter of a percent a piece something like that like three tenths so interesting vin from miles per day seems to think like he did some spending at a walmart that ended up not coding as grocery so he thinks he still got the three x for that so it seems like they look for grocery first and then they look in there so i don't know yeah it's it's just you know there's other opportunities in banks that are probably better if you're going to be buying gift cards that would be my suggestion, or at least you know, at least if you're going after limited time opportunities with bonus categories, there's probably better things to to go after. I haven't heard of them yeah. going after anybody for regular gift card purchases with outside of bonus categories and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, because people have been doing the six time surpass for a long time and never had issues. So I think it is just either like an upgrade offer, a welcome offer, or just one of these spending bonus offers. Just steer clear. But does this kill on. the the six X surpass? Does this you know, from now on, are they going to keep running this report? And yeah, uh, I don't know. You know, that's going to be. I, I wouldn't a, think so because they haven't done it in the past. I mean, I don't know. I guess it depends on how much it costs them. Is that costing them money? Or are they making money? I know they get a little bit higher change fee from grocery stores, I believe. So maybe they still come out ahead. I'm not sure. But if it if it's like if they're only getting paid, they're it's costing them two point two cents per dollar, and they're only getting a change fee of two percent two cents per dollar, then. I could see them pushing this out further and, and attacking it more to try to recoup some of that loss. You guys have anything to add on this subject? I mean, no. I know we've talked, how many times in the last year have we talked about Amex and RAT, you know, the, <laughs> the rewards abuse team? Amex is not to be trifled with. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that's a, a theme. One of the themes of this almost year that we've been doing the show is don't mess with hey, Amex. They're sending our kids to college, so, you know, don't complain. All right. What? Oh, my. <laughs> I was just going to pretend I understood you that. You know, because we make so much my... money off the podcast. Because we make so much money uh, off the podcast. Yeah. I was just going to play it cool and, and pretend I understood exactly what you were saying. <laughs> it's actually from it's the from Simpsons Hamilton. episode. No, it's from the Simpsons episode. Anyone who's seen that episode is rolling right now. All right, we should move on to the other technological punks, which is uh, American Airlines. Yeah. Let's talk about that, uh, Joe. Uh, there was a crazy story that came out this last couple of days. Yeah, so basically, I mean, we all know that I got shut down by AA like a few months ago, and some people have been pushing back and like they filed doc complaints and stuff like that. So this one woman, maybe question mark, filed a dot complaint against AA about them shutting down her account and stuff like that. And so AA came back with like all this like next level data that was like. We know that uh, this person did not live at your house and you used their application to sign up and like you circumvented the 48 month rule. Um, I guess I should remind people like people would sign up for extra city AA cards um, using mailers that were directed towards other people. Anyway, they hit this lady with all this evidence that she used mailers that were not directed to her and on top of that they said you might not even be the lady filing this complaint like we think someone else is doing this on your behalf and so um aa went pretty hard on their response in dot and the details don't really matter all that matters is that like when aa wants to put their money and mind to it or really any company they can find out and figure out like what 
is happening when people try to game the system, just like Amex was able to figure out, you know, it's much easier for Amex to see when you're buying gift cards and stuff like that with level three data. So, you know, just another kind of data point that technology is not our friend many times when we're trying to like play these games. What I found was uh, kind of interesting, I think I'm going to write it up, is that they actually quoted or used part of the evidence as Reddit churning. So it's long been like discussed and, and kind of said that there's companies and there's brands, different brands are in there watching that and paying attention. And I think the screen grab was like after a couple minutes after it posted. So they're very active in there. If you're posting in there or whatever, be cautious is all I will say. Yeah, I mean, like you say, Joe, the level of detail in in what American Airlines writes is pretty insane. So you can really see the the amount of technology they have to be able to track stuff if they really, really want to find it out. And it's just fascinating to read how detailed they are able to go through the different levels of what they consider to be fraud and how these people or this person or whoever it is defrauded uh, them in their opinion. So uh, I I think it was uh, really good. I think Seth Miller is the one who wrote it up on... uh, uh, paxx.arrow. So uh, we'll put a link in the show notes for that and uh, you can read the whole details of it. And now let's talk travel, guys. I thought this would be a fun topic. So we're going to talk about our first adult international trip, like the big a trip that we did as an adult. Now, I know Joe is from Hong Kong, so he, he's going to pick a, a memorable trip to talk about if it's not, you know, being in Hong Kong, which it may. I don't know. I thought because when you travel, as you get older, things change, your perspective changes, you learn stuff, you do stuff much better. And I think when you're young, you make a lot of mistakes. So I thought maybe it'd be fun to, to reminisce a little bit. And we know Mark. I made, I made Mark, no mistakes. Yeah. We know Mark lives a life of no regrets. So <laughs> he's going to sit this one. Out. No, but Mark, what was your first big international trip as an adult? I was going to say my first international trip would have been Canada, if you want to call it that. Um, just because everybody in southern michigan or actually like most of michigan when you turn 19 it's like a rite of passage to go to windsor or at least it used to be now that they have passport rules this was back when you could you could just cross over with a birth certificate or social security card or anything like that so we'd go over there everybody's 19th birthday you go celebrate you can drink in canada in 19 and the mistake we made was thinking you know like americans that they sell liquor anywhere and they do they do not they have specific stores one store is for beer and one is for liquor you can't get it at like a gas station or grocery store we went into a gas station and a grocery store and we're like hey we're you know where's the cases of beer and they're like no you have to go to the beer store and it closes at six and it was like 7 p.m so <laughs> there's no pre-gaming there but the first like international trip would have probably been like our honeymoon when we were we got married at 22 and we went to Nassau and that was back when you didn't need a passport there as well. And we stayed at the Radisson All-Inclusive, which is right next to the Bahamar or yeah, Bahamar area um, down on Cable Beach. It is now, I think it's like Amelia property. Yeah, uh, yeah. Malaya. Yeah, it's like Malaya. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, it's right yeah, still so right it's there, right, right next to Bahamar. Yeah, yeah still, I think they're going to do something with it or include it somehow at some point. But right now it's still a separate property and... Back then, Radisson, I don't know if Radisson didn't have their own points currency or they were just in like this conglomerate of points because I used to go to TGI Fridays had like the best happy hour near my college. So that's where I would go <laughs> go often. And they had like a, a program where like you could earn points at TGI Fridays. And then when I went to stay at this Radisson, I think we paid like $2,000 for the all-inclusive, something like that, like 1800 And you could earn, it was in the same points 
thing. So I, I was like, oh, that's cool. So I used it for that stay. And then when we went home, I had like $200 in Friday's gift cards and I was all excited. <laughs> but uh, we enjoyed it so much. We went back the next year. Um, but the first time we went was actually when Katrina hit. We were supposed to fly home. So we had to stay an extra day and they put us in the, the Crystal Palace Wyndham Casino Hotel, which was right next door. And that's where the construction workers stayed while they were building Baja Mar. And I think it's been now torn down. A lot of interesting Wow, I mean, factoids there, I guess. Yeah, Radisson and Club Carlson apparently, or I mean, Club Carlson, which was Radisson and TGI Fridays, apparently had all kinds of integration where you could like earn bonus points and yeah, way back way back. There was a massive day. windfall of of buffalo wings and beer when I went home. <laughs> yeah, that that property now is strange because it is that, like if you're in Baja Mar, there's signs to it, so it's actually owned by the same company, and they're building the water park right next to Baja Mar and it. So I do wonder if they'll just incorporate it all in there, although it technically is part of Baltimore. But uh, yeah, I mean, so did you guys make any mistakes? Did you, you know, do you do anything like when you look back on it that you're like, oh my God, I can't believe that we did that. We were so naive. Um, I mean, not really. I mean, we paid cash for the tickets and then we booked the all-inclusive. So, I mean, there was a lot of room for error there, but I, I, I feel proud of myself that I at least got some points for staying at the hotel. I don't think we had signed up for an airlines program at that point. So that was probably our mistake. We didn't earn any airline miles on it. But other than that, I, you know, it is what it is. You know, everybody, when before they get into miles and points, all-inclusive is like the trip everybody takes because it's easy. It doesn't take any real effort. It, you know, from a budget perspective, if you're going to be drinking and stuff, it's usually the best deal you can get as well. So I think we did the average thing, basically. What about you, Joe? What was your first big international trip or your mo- most memorable one yeah. when you were young? Yeah, I mean, believe it or not, like my first adult trip without my parents, not including spring break senior year, I guess, which was was just a Cabo, but it was like, whatever. Uh, The only memorable thing about that is when we checked into the hotel, someone threw up on my friend from the third floor as soon as we checked in. But besides that, that was not a memorable trip. But uh, after that, sounds like camping. I I mean, it's spring break, man. What are you going to do? Um, after that, like uh, we, I did not travel internationally, believe it or not, until my honeymoon, except for I was not 22, I was 29. So there was just this huge, like, I didn't get back into traveling again until my honeymoon. And so I would say my big mistake was not even thinking about traveling internationally all those years. Like, you know, I had money to go on vacations and stuff like that. Like I, I was, I had an okay job. But I just didn't travel. I mean, I didn't even travel domestically. Like, I didn't even start going back to Disney again until I had kids. So it's not like I was going to Disney World every year or anything like that either. So, I mean, that was my big mistake, I think, uh, was just not traveling more you in my 20s. Like I, you weren't riding I the Alice ride al- alone like Sean does when his kid's not there? <laughs> Still haven't been to Disneyland as an adult, so. But he will. When he goes, have... he's definitely riding Alice by himself. Come on. Everybody yeah, I... <laughs> I mean, Sean. I mean, Sean's right. The probability that I go to Disneyland by myself is higher than the probability <laughs> probability that I go with my kids. So I might ride that Alice ride by myself. But um, yeah. So I mean, I would say my big mistake was not going more uh, in my twenties. In terms of that actual trip, it was an amazing trip. You know, we flew to Spain, um, spent you know a couple of days in Seville, a couple of days in Madrid, and then um, we uh, went to Italy and rented a apartment on the Amalfi Coast for a week and just chilled there, and then. Uh, ended up in Barcelona at the end. I wouldn't say we made like a lot of mistakes, but you know, something about traveling internationally, especially when you're younger and uh, you know, I guess at, 
I wasn't younger at 29, but I had not a lot of experience traveling internationally as an adult then, you know, is just kind of trying to figure out like how to get around. Um, so, you know, navigating and the internet wasn't as good then. We didn't have smartphones, I don't think. Um, so, you know, figuring out like how to get the buses and things like that, you know, so there's a lot of mistakes made there. Not that we like missed buses or anything like I that. Still, but just I still make like, those oh. mistakes. Yeah. It's just like a lot of stress. Like if you're not going to, you know, a country that you've been to before. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I hear people talk about going to the Amalfi Coast and they're always like, oh, we rent a car, blah, blah, blah. But we did not rent a car because I don't know if we were like, I have rented well, enough, cars in Italy since then. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was old enough. But so we took this Sita bus, which like is driving along cliff sides and you feel like it's going to fall off the cliff at like any second. Um, and the roads are like so narrow that like these two buses can like barely pass by each other. Uh, and it was just like a crazy experience um but it was also like a lot of fun so you know i would i would say the biggest mistake is to not to travel not to try to go somewhere and then if you're listening to this podcast with miles and points you have the chance to do that so you know get know. out there that that is know, the, once this pandemic is over that is the crazy thing like before i found miles and points i've thought like oh maybe i'll go to europe once in my life because it's just so expensive i know there's like flight deals and stuff but the average person doesn't pay attention enough to catch those flight deals so they're just like you know randomly looking like oh a thousand dollars a person for tickets and then all the uh train tickets hotel costs and everything it's like oh maybe we'll save up for five years and go once you know like and now it's if you don't go once a year you kind of feel like you're slacking so it's kind of crazy how much miles and points opens things up to people yeah i think he has true make some good points about just being young because you know being young you don't know a lot of stuff but that's actually an advantage you have a lot of energy so traveling when you're young is is good because you do a lot of stuff that you wouldn't do when you're older and you kind of just like do crazy things like ride buses that are going to fall off cliffs. And on some level, I think that those experiences, you know, make you a better person. But I, for me, actually, ironically, my first big international trip, Joe, was to Cabo as well. And I remembered like saving. Wait, are you the one who threw up on my friend? Yeah, exactly. You got it. <laughs> That was me. We're like the same. We're very similar in age. It's very possible. Yeah. It's the same year. But anyway, yeah, sorry. we uh, we we did go and I actually got a good deal. I had a coworker who had a timeshare down there and he sold me the week there for like, I don't know, for whatever his uh, maintenance dues were, which was like we're like 80 bucks a night right on the marina. Really beautiful uh, timeshare. So we had that and it was really fun. The thing I think the biggest mistake I made was just learning <laughs> That cheap Mexican alcohol is not, you know, that that, that equals. Did you uh, drink the worm? I didn't drink the the worm, but you know, you would see like you see these happy hours or these specials, and then they give you the worst, cheapest stuff, and it gives you makes you sick pretty pretty good, and then you throw up all over Joe and his friends. You were on Joe's trip. Oh man, amazing. But yeah, I mean, I I, the other thing I learned, and this is sort of interesting, is that. Uh, being married to somebody who was born in Mexico, so uh, uh, you know a Mexican who was born there, that that you know people always give me an extra hard time because of that. So, like the guys will talk crap about me, and all kinds of stuff happens. So it was an interesting experience by that, uh, just to kind of be in Mexico for the first time with my wife too. But uh, I don't know. I just think that the the key to traveling when you're young is to just do it, and you kind of survive things that you don't. That when you're older, you think you're crazy. And, you know, it shapes you into uh, to what you can do. And then, you know, when you're older, like Mark, you can go to Amsterdam. And I was going to say, I'm the youngest one here. You're just talking about. <laughs> By what, like a few months? Yeah, like we're like, what? We're making it sound like I'm the, I'm the OG like of the group. And that's Joe. 
I just want everybody to know that's Joe. <laughs> that's right. That's Mark's right. the baby. Um, as you can tell by yeah. his behavior. Oh, uh, yes. What were we going to say, Zing. though? You can go to Amsterdam and have a good time. Right? I don't know. I didn't have an ending to it, so you, you saved me. <laughs> I did have an ending that to it. That was an but... awesome trip, though. That was an awesome trip. A lot of fun. Uh, Brussels, not a fan of, but we, we ended up going back to Amsterdam a day early. And that was I know a place you like that... mannequin piss. Come on. <laughs> it was okay, but the beer wasn't as good as everybody hyped it up to be. Especially, what's the delirium yeah that that wasn't i wasn't all about that either um but that was one of the places like we went to we took the train from amsterdam to to brussels and then you get to that train station and the map just looks like craziness of lines overlapping each other so that was a little bit of struggle we just picked one that we thought was right and it ended up working out um we got we got off at a stop that because there was a stop like right across the street from our hotel but we got off um at a stop like before that because that's what google maps told us to do thanks google so we had to lug our uh, luggage around for a while, but <laughs> it wasn't too bad. But yeah, I struggle with trains. I always have. I don't know what it is, I mean, except for like New York City. The subway system there, it's so easy. But everywhere else, I struggle. But it works struggle. the same everywhere else. I know, but the maps confuse me. I don't know. <laughs> you know who, what's the most confusing is Tokyo. Tokyo has several systems in there owned by different companies. And so some tickets don't work to transfer to some, and, and so that always gets me pretty good trying to get around Tokyo. But other than that, I'm okay. Joe, just because I have to know, does public transport confuse you getting around? You good with it? Tokyo doesn't. Uh, you just get that Suica card, I think. But yeah, I mean, it's always – I find public transportation always to be the most stressful when you're in a different country just because yep. even, if you, even, if, even if the signs are in English, like you're just not – exactly sure and you just you really don't you know, want to hop I don't, on the wrong I, train for whatever <laughs> correct and i and i don't like i don't like using google maps for public transportation and stuff like that because like if you're on a subway you lose reception and stuff like that like if you're relying on it then you can often get in the get get yourself into trouble because like all of a sudden you've lost reception and you like kind of get paralyzed and you don't know what to do so i i wouldn't say it confuses me but i definitely like have to expend like a lot of my travel energy thinking about public transportation like i always before we leave the hotel like game plan like exactly how we're going to get from point a to point b and you know i think it drives my wife a little crazy but like that's how i can make sure when i'm out there i'm not as stressed that's it's funny because like I, i i think i've said on the podcast before i don't really research trips all that much um like when I go to a place, I Even just kind of walk around. I, I kind of know neighborhoods to go check out, but I don't look at like specific um, restaurants or bars or anything like that. You know, I usually have like a couple that I want to go to, but I don't over uh, analyze that. But like when it comes to public transport, that's like one thing I will search because it's something that I find stressful. <laughs> but I do have a funny story one time I'll have to tell about my buddy. He lives in Jersey. Um, we were hanging out in downtown New York City. In Manhattan, I should say. And he, he was getting on a train at, at Penn Station, which Penn Station can, can be confusing. I find it confusing. And he got on the wrong train, and it was like 3 in the morning. <laughs> and he ended up like, he was like out east New Jersey, and he went on the train that went north New Jersey. So it was it was kind of a crazy night. <laughs> that sounds like a good time. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell that story sometime. It's but yeah, I think, I think the biggest thing with public transport is once you get on a train is to always look at the stops after. So if you make a mistake that you can catch it as quickly as possible. Yeah, get off of the next one and hop on the other. Yeah, some people people just get blindly on the train and then they're <laughs> and then two hours later they're somewhere and they're like, oh, why, why didn't I 
get to where yeah, I that's the, like sometimes like you don't know if it's uptown downtown, and even if yeah. the train's going east west, uptown downtown doesn't really help you because you're not sure which one it is. So well, there, and there, and like there's times where I've been in cities where it's ten or fifteen minutes between trains, and I get to the station and there's a train there, and I just hop on it and guess that it's the right direction before I've even been able to figure it out. And then if not, you get off at the next stop and go to the other side because you know the train is running every few minutes. So I, I love know. when they throw when they throw the express trains in there too. And then you're like, is this the express? Is this not the express? Yeah. In New York, it's crazy like that. Yeah. yeah. Like, you're, yeah. like, is the express even running right now? I don't know. <laughs> That's what we did on the way back from City Field from Mets. We're just like, I, I couldn't, I didn't see the thing, uh, like the front of the train. So I'm like, I don't know if this is the express or not. Oh, well, if it's extra stops, let's just get on. I'm tired of waiting. So that's what we did. Yeah, and usually the 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 local ones in circumstances like that can be less crowded. So yeah, I just get on whatever the first one is, and usually by the time you wait for the express, you're spending just as much time yeah. as you would uh, doing that. All right, well, enough about subways. <laughs> this week in subways and mass transportation. Next week, we'll talk to you about how we like to take the bus. No, but uh, never, let's fin- never <laughs> finish this <laughs> off with uh, with some rapid fire, Mark. Why don't we Why don't we finish off the show with them? Okay, so every month we post, uh, we update a post that has the best nationwide bank bonuses. Um, Danny did that um, a couple days ago, so we'll we'll link it in the show notes. But several hundred dollars, this is the easiest money you can get, especially if you're, like somebody had commented when I shared it in the Facebook group, um, that they're going for, through a refi so they can't get new cards or anything. So this is something else you can do that you're still getting a bonus. You still get that same rush, and you're actually getting cash. There's no hard pull for for all the ones we shared and for most bank bonuses and some even let you fund with a credit card and stuff like that. So if you're not into bank bonuses, you're missing out. It's the redheaded stepchild of miles and points, but it should get more play than it does. So I would say Wells Fargo is one to check out. That also opens you up to getting their credit cards. If the Propel jumps back up in their offer and stuff, you need a bank account to get the card. So it's a good one to grab. I think it's $400 for the bank account. So definitely check that one out. How about you, Sean? Yeah, absolutely. And just, well, we'll put the link in the show notes, of course, and just bookmark that, that post because we're updating it. So you can always uh, just yeah, head over there. Every to, month it will come out with, because um, a lot of them are ending at the end of July. So it'll be completely refreshed next month. Yeah. So just that one page, just keep going back and you'll get all the deals there. For me, it's just uh, more Las Vegas stuff. Didn't want to put that on the main podcast this week. But last night I was uh, messing around with Amex FHR, Fine Hotels and Resorts. And the Chase Luxury Hotel and Resort Collection. And they both have amazing deals for Las Vegas with $100 food and beverage credits, free breakfast, especially if you do one night stays. We've covered the programs a lot on the website. So, uh, and you can go to my post and then it'll kind of give you more information about it. But, you know, there's plenty of opportunity. Like I saw Bellagio for $107 a night plus resort fee. So it'd be like $160 all in and you'd end up with $160 in credits for a one night stay. So stuff like that. Delano is even, uh, even cheaper than that. And there's some other awesome deals. So check that out. And if you're interested in what Vegas is like right now or youtube.com forward slash miles to memories, I've been putting up some kind of tour videos, give people an idea of what the Vegas strip is like now, if they want to see how the masks are or just how people are or what the atmosphere is, uh, go check those out. And Joe, close this out. All right, so I sincerely cannot figure out whether Danny posted this on his own site first or on Miles to Memory. So Mark, I'll let you figure out who to link. But Fluzz is triggering the. It always Linux, goes to Miles uh, to Memories, Joe. Come on. 
All right, all right, all right. He's not in here, so. Um, Fluzz is triggering the Amex Shop Small offer. Um, so if you don't know, Fluzz is like a uh, thing where you can buy stuff and get a rebate. You know, it's just one of those. It's one of those um, types of sites or, or apps. But anyway, it's triggering, so you could buy like a twenty dollars gift card to Amazon and trigger that shop small offer. So definitely check that out. Also, Christian Pulisic just scored again. He's contributed to a goal in the last four oh, games. I wish so I was watching it. Go Captain America! All right, I'm done. Little tip on Fluzz, I believe, is um, occasionally Ink Preferred will uh, trigger three times depending on the vendor you use. So worth a try, I guess. And uh, yeah, find the the link to our article there, and uh, we have a referral. Sorry, Danny. We have a referral link too if you feel uh, <laughs> kind enough to use that. But uh, something that we're we're starting to use, and hopefully we'll have a, a more robust write up about it uh, at some point soon. And uh, that'll do it for the show, Joe. Uh, where can where are the million places people can find you during the week when you're not on this show? You can uh, find me all all over social media as a Joe Flies, uh, writing a newsletter, tinyletter.com slash as a Joe Flies. Saverosity observation deck for miles and points, Disney Deciphered for Disney stuff. What about you, Mark? You should have me on Disney Deciphered as a guest, Joe. Yep, no thanks. <laughs> I'm still waiting for me to uh, get the invite to Disney Hacks. Come on, Sean. When we get to the Disney Springs episode, you're, you're, you're the go-to there. <laughs> we, we, we know our brands. Mark, oh, and, uh, I am, I am the Disney Springs expert of the group, so don't even come at me with that stuff. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, McCosty1038. Email me, Mark, at milestomemories.com. If you comment on any of the articles on Miles to Memories website, I'll get back to you there. Or join our Facebook groups. I'm in there all day. How about you, Sean? At milestomemories.com, you can go for all of our articles. We have 50-plus articles a week deals, money-saving tips, travel. I know Benji's been writing a lot about personal finance and financial independence. Uh, so we have all kinds of uh, great articles on the website. So make sure you subscribe. Uh, we RSS feeder or uh, RSS reader or uh, however you want to get an email subscription, our newsletter. Uh, but check that out. And then, of course, Mark said we have our Facebook groups for Disney and Miles and Points. We have our Patreon if you're interested in getting a deeper level of uh, kind of involvement here and uh, patreon.com forward slash miles to memories. And then finally, if you like the show, if you like all of our content, do me a personal favor, youtube.com forward slash miles to memories. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're building that up. I feel like uh, we're putting some good stuff out. Mark and I have some really good miles and points video stuff coming. And uh, even this podcast uh, may occasionally do a video. We're going to get Joe's pretty face on there. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see how that goes. But thank you so much for listening from, from the bottom of my heart during all of this. I just want to say thank you to everybody out here. Continues to listen, continues to support the site, continues to, to support our work. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. Thanks again. Yes. Very much appreciated till next week. Bye. Joe, you're going to say goodbye. I was just going to pretend I understood you that. You know, because we make so much head. money off the podcast. Because we make so much money uh, off the podcast. Yeah. I was just going to play it cool and, and pretend I understood it. exactly what you were saying. <laughs> it's actually from it's the from Simpsons Hamilton. episode. No, it's from the Simpsons episode where this guy with the hot dog cart keeps showing up wherever Homer is. Like throughout the episode, he shows up like five times. Like he shows up at like at a cemetery and all these random places. And then finally Marge is like, why do you keep following my husband? And he's like, lady, he's sending my kids to college. <laughs> There you when go. you have to explain it that much, it just didn't work. <laughs> <laughs>
anyone who's seen that episode is rolling right now. <laughs>